Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. I hope you're ready for another Growing in Grace podcast heard worldwide, originating at growingandgrace.org. I'm Mike with Joel. Are we in Are we in our ninth year? Are we going on 10 years now? I've lost track, Joel. <laughs> you are correct, sir. To wow. quote, um, what was Johnny Carson's old sidekick? Oh, Ed McMahon? Ed McMahon. You are correct, sir, I think he used to say. <laughs> I say that to my daughter all the time, and she has no clue what I mean. <laughs> you uh, are correct, sir. <laughs> you say that to your daughter. <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, okay. I'm right. a sick daddy. But um, anyway, yeah, uh, this is, we've gone nine years, and as of a couple months ago, and we are now in our 10th year of podcasting. Yeah, it's quite amazing to see what, to, you know, to look back on over these years and see what the Lord has done. Because, you know, Cap, you and me, we're just two regular guys. We, you know, we've had um, a couple, you know, you had a career in radio. I had a career in radio. Um, we spent some time doing that. It was somewhat through that, someone uh, knowing that we had uh, been on the radio and uh, knowing some of the things that we liked to write about and talk about that we got into this. All those years ago, nine years ago, and like we've said many times, we just we never knew what this would turn into. We never knew that this would last this long. Uh, but it's a joy. It's a joy for us. We were talking a little bit ago, you and me, Cap, just in private. I can't remember exactly what we said, but the gist of it was, hey, man, this is this stuff is just fun to talk about. I can't see us talking about any other thing. There, there's nothing uh, else that's fun to talk about like this stuff. And so here we are. Growing in grace. Well, and the reason it's fun, Joel, is because it, it's good news. And we, we've said this before, but some things just bear repeating, especially knowing that uh, most people aren't going to hear all of our podcasts. So, uh, look, if, if you're hearing something that isn't good news or has a mixture of good and bad, then it's it's not the gospel. And unfortunately, there are people who have sat in church all of their life and have never heard the gospel. And that sounds <laughs> outrageous. I mean, it sounds like I'm exaggerating probably, but it's true. I mean, there are just people who haven't heard the gospel. They've, they've heard a lot of religious stuff, and they've heard things from the Bible. They've just never heard it pieced together in the context that God would have us understand it. I mean, the gospel is good news, and there's just churches filled with all kinds of doom and gloom. You don't have to go drive too far to go find it if you're really interested in that. But here it's fun because, Joel, it's it's just always good news. Go back and listen to our hundreds of podcasts and tell me if you find something that was bad news. I, I don't think you'll find it. And, you know, sometimes we're accused of preaching a feel-good gospel or greasy grace or that hyper-grace stuff, you know. And, and I think we've got some of that in our future here to talk about here on, on future podcasts, but just real quickly here. Uh, we're accused, in a sense, of, of just teaching that we're ignoring all the words of Jesus, uh, that we're ignoring what the Bible says, we're just picking and choosing. But really, we, we really do take a lot of care to look at what the Scriptures say, to, to look at them in context, to look at the difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and there is a difference. <laughs> the Old Covenant was not the good news. If you look in your Bible and open up, 
and read things from the Old Covenant, you're going to find some things that prophesy or that talk about or that point to the New Covenant. But a lot of that stuff, a lot of the law and all that stuff was not good news. The law is good, just, and holy, but it's not good news because we, in and of ourselves, are not good, just, and holy, and all it could do was condemn. And so we look at these things. We look at the difference. We look at the reason the law was given. We look at the reason Jesus came. We look at the fact that in John three seventeen, Jesus said he didn't come to condemn the world, but to save. And so along with what you were saying there, Cap, if somebody feels bad or feels condemned after they've been to church, <laughs> then they haven't heard the gospel. They've heard perhaps the law, or they've perhaps heard the modern version of the gospel, which again is not good news at all. So we hope that through the things we share here, you will hear the good news, the gospel. Well, let's finish wrapping up this week on uh, what we had talked about previously with the narrow gate. One place that's found is uh, Matthew chapter 7, really toward the end of the Sermon on the Mount. And we talked a little bit about that last week, too. No, no need to go back to that. Just please go back and listen to the previous program so you can link that up with what we're talking about today. I think you'll find it fascinating, especially if you're a new listener to the Growing in Grace podcast. But you know, so toward the end of that Sermon on the Mount, which was very much a sermon that Jesus brought to the Jewish people to elevate the law of Moses and the commandments and, and to help show them that that old covenant was something that they really couldn't keep up with. Even though it had been given to them and agreed upon by the Jewish people uh, back in Moses' day, it was never really meant to bring eternal life and right standing with God. It, it never brought righteousness. It, it didn't bring grace. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so Jesus says here, enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way which uh, leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it. And I'm going to grab, Joel, the other translation here right. that we were... Uh, let me go to a different translation here to try to bring this out just a little bit better. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and there are many who enter through it. For the gate is small, and the way is narrow that leads to life, and there are few who find it. We mentioned briefly that a lot of people think that the narrow gate is just getting your act together and start doing this thing right, start really living the Christian life and doing the right things, and, and that forms the narrow gate to which you enter through and find uh, life. And we would like to try to maybe point out that this isn't about performance and, and your way of life, your, your lifestyle. It's about Jesus. He is life. He's the author of life. He's, he's the one who gives us life, this new life that we have in him. It can only come in him and through him. And so I would suggest, Joel, that to put this real simply, that the, the gate that we're talking about here is Jesus Christ himself, the person of Jesus Christ. Yes, he is the gate. And in fact, in one place, he said in John 10, you know, Jesus says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. And uh, just to kind of bounce off of something you were saying there, cap about, you know, we today, we make this narrow gate about our performance. We make it about our law-keeping or our good deeds or whatever. Paul had kind of addressed this 
in Romans 10, you know, talking about the Jews who were under the law, he says, I bear them witness, in Romans 10 too, that they have a zeal for God. And, you know, it's it's not wrong in and of itself. It's a good thing to have a zeal for God. <laughs> but, Paul says, their zeal for God is not according to knowledge, for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness for everyone who believes. And so if you're going about trying to establish righteousness or maintain your righteousness through your own performance, you've missed the righteousness of God. You've not gone through Jesus. You've not gone through that door. You've gone through the door of your own performance. You've gone through the door of your own works. Jesus was trying to say that, hey, there is that way, You can try to go through that way, but it's not going to get you to life, because the only way that leads to life is me, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so if you want to find that life, because as you were reading there, Kat, from Matthew 7, 13, and 14, Jesus says, narrow is the way, small is the way that leads to life. And so like yeah. you're saying, so many people make it about their performance, but it's about him, Jesus Christ, and not our own performance. Yeah, I mean, he's the only way. You, you mentioned I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And then he, after that, he said, no one comes to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. You come through me. Jesus, the door, the narrow gate, the only way. This is what it's about. And again, you, you got to realize here in, in context what Jesus just got done preaching about for a couple of chapters or so, showing these Jewish people who were still under this law, they were still under it, okay? This, they, they got, sometimes we just, we look at these scriptures in, in a, a funny way sometimes. We almost criticize the Jews for acting the way they did and saying the things they said, and, but this was their life for centuries. And so we had this transition going on between the old covenant, which you know took place over thousands of years, and the new covenant that was about to begin but had not yet because Jesus had not died. And so this narrow gate stuff, I think sometimes is just taken out of context with, oh, you know, a lot of people live this way, and so they're going down this broad road of destruction, whereas if you want to please God with how you're living, then you, you need to start getting it together and... Go down the narrow road, choose to live this way, down this narrow road, and then, you know, you'll find life. Well, you're not going to find life through works. I mean, good works are a great thing, but they, they don't bring life. They just don't. And, I, man, that, that was a good scripture that you gave, Joel, and Christ being the, the end of the law. I mean, man, I... There, and, you know, what we were planning on doing was trying to get into Hebrews here, and we failed, I think. We're... <laughs> Well, God would find fault with us, I guess, if if we were trying to measure up to what we started out doing. (laughs) And that is, that really does lead me to a verse here in Hebrews that you had mentioned to me before we started here today. This is Hebrews 8, 7. If that first covenant had been faultless, then no place would have been sought for a second, because finding fault with them. I'll stop right there, because that's really the point there. The problem with performance, with our performance, with our law-keeping, with our trying to live by good deeds in order to please God, the problem with that is that God will find fault with us, 
because of the old covenant, because the law was the ministry of death and condemnation. All that the law could do, the law, which was good, just, and holy, all that it could do was find fault with us. And so for that reason, that a place was needed for this second covenant, the new covenant. Finding fault with us, a new covenant was needed, and this covenant was based upon Jesus Christ himself as the door. It was based upon his sacrifice. There's no other way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the door. He's the gate. There's no other way to go in and out and find pasture and find life other than through Jesus Christ. And that is the point, really, of the new covenant, Jesus Christ being the way, the truth, and the life. And so we're going to switch gears a little bit uh, next week here on Growing in Grace. We've been talking about Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, and the life, and that doesn't always mean that everything that he said had to do with the way, the truth, and the life. As we've mentioned many times on this podcast, he came as an Old Covenant teacher as well, teaching uh, people in the Old Covenant ways, leading to the New Covenant. And as such, we have actually... Cap and I been accused in a recent book by someone who's attacking hypergrace. Uh, we've been accused of running from the words of Jesus. We, of course, have a different story to tell than that, and so we'll share that next week right here on Growing in Grace at growinginggrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.